outside zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Hey, welcome everybody to our daily gun show. We go live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. We've got some people joining in on the panel tonight. We've got Gary jumping in from uh, Kansas. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the invite. Dogs jumping in from Nebraska. What, Nebraska? How about oh, Nevada? Yeah. They have an <laughs> That's too cold for me. Thanks for having me. Uh, I got a Patriot coming in from. Let's see, Michigan? Yes, sir. Thank you for the invite. I'm going to jump over to Potatoes, also from Michigan. Those people like to band together. It's yeah, like, hey, how you doing? Thanks it's, like, it's because of the mittens. They like to have that that like thread that goes Close from one to the other. Uh, then we got Woods jumping in from state of Washington, the Pacific Northwest, sometimes called. Thanks for the invite. You bet. Thanks for joining in. And then we got Snob jumping in from Tulsa. Close, but thanks for the invite. Whatever. And then I'm um, down here in Tucson. So, uh, um, I mean, nobody's actually in any of those cities. I guess I could have just said Oklahoma. Uh, but anyway, um, today is Wednesday. We talk about entertainment. I guess we could go look at the hashtag today. And there's no other agenda, so we'll just talk about whatever. Uh, off here, we were talking about weather. That sounds kind of boring. But um, I'm sure we can come up with some topics. We had to come up with some the other day, but is there anything on your guys' minds to chat about? And that's not a view This is the How bad Michigan got bent over by Democrats? Um, we got bent over worse. Not as bad as Washington. We got bent over worse. All right, well, you guys can have a political chat somewhere else or in the lobby, but as far as gun stuff, the only thing I know is is in... Michigan, what the hell is going off my head today? In Washington. Yep. So, yeah, you guys got bent over with gun stuff, but you're talking just in general. Is that going to have repercussions in Michigan for gun I, stuff? I, I believe so. <laughs> Our new governor is extremely violently anti gun. Yeah. Is it somebody, somebody who's been the governor before or new to this game? She's new, I think. I, I don't know what office she's hold, held, but anything that I've read about her is, is it's bad as far as guns. Yeah, I just inherited a violent anti-gunner in my state, so the war is on for us. But we came here to talk about other stuff, right? <laughs> No, we're talking about guns. So, in what happened in Nevada? Uh, so, we lost our Republican and we gained a Democrat, Jackie Rosen, who basically votes with Pelosi. And uh, she's heavily anti gun. What are you talking about then? Yeah. As well as uh, we lost everything. We lost the governorship, we lost the Senate, the full bit. Everything went Democrat in Nevada? Pretty much. Yeah, then you're fucked because they already did the ballot initiative successfully before and it was just your attorney general who was like, I can't make this happen. The feds won't let me and even if I wanted to, it would be illegal. Yeah, we got uh, we got bent over because of Vegas and Reno. 
Well, yeah, of course, but that's every city. I mean, it's every state. It's not like that's new to the dynamic and it's ever going away. I mean, that's yeah. just the way it is. But, uh, but that's, I'm just saying as far as guns go, you've got a situation now where they can rewrite that or, you know, do attempt number two. And yep. it's obviously got a lot more, whatever, probably advantage there. That sucks. Hmm. In less gloomy news, Oklahoma got a new Republican governor who hopefully will sign constitutional carry when it goes back before them. Was your the state that everything was good to go, but you guys knew your governor would say no and you didn't even bring it to him? No, it went to the governor and it sat on our desk and she ended up vetoing it and she was a Republican governor, but that didn't mean much. She was worthless anyways. I don't know. What do you guys think about the idea that was a midterm that was potentially an, a really important one, right? There was a lot of concern that if it did have this blue turn, or a, I hate to call it that because blue's a cool color, but the turn towards the, the big state uh, parties, then, um, you know, that would have indicated that everybody was completely dissatisfied and that, you know, that we can expect a turn from Dem Republican to Democrat next elections, uh, presidential election cycle. I don't think there's anybody that would suggest that's what happened, though. Um, but the idea that there was only one out of all of the ballot initiatives and in all the states, uh, two or three states changed their marijuana things this time around states did stuff on health care and on um uh victim something or another some like victim sexual that, assault victim rights yeah no it was something else there was some sort of uh victim rights for something called marcy's law or something like that that yeah. was like three yeah, that was states that wasn't really guns, but it was like kind of close. But anyway, the only thing that was even close to being guns, really, or the only thing that was actually guns, was that one thing in Washington State. Um, so is that something that there's something to interpret from that? And then, I don't know, is there any other questions that stem from that? Come on. I really don't know what the Marcy's Law mm -hmm. thing was. I kind of heard about it, but didn't really know much about it. Well, and... I believe that had to do with the sexual assault victims, their accusers in court, because in our state that up until now, uh, accusers for those cases were not in the courtroom upon the uh, sentencing of the perpetrator. No, it so, says according to the Internet, right? So came from California. Um, it's a victim's rights law enacted, blah, blah, blah idea is that instead of having to be represented by the district attorney, you know, so like somebody hurts you or something and you're the victim, uh, you don't, it's not like a public defender where you get a, somebody defending you. You're now trying to prosecute someone for criminal or civil, whatever. So instead of having to deal with the district attorney who might have political, you know, agenda, mm -hmm. or motives, uh, the victim can hire their own attorney. I'm pretty sure that's all it is. It protects and expands the rights of the victim to include 17 rights in the judicial process, including the right to protection from oh, a whole bunch of stuff, protection from the notification of court proceedings and restitution as well and granted patrol. So this is a more in-depth thing. When you just go to plain old Google and ask for what Marcy's Law and it says um, to allow the victims yeah. to 
represented by the council of their choosing rather than relying on a prosecutor who has a legal who has a legal obligation to represent the people in their jurisdiction, not necessarily the victim. So I guess victims have had some kind of loophole there where the prosecutor's there to, you know, represent the city or the state or whatever it happens to be, but the victim is just the pawn. And this way the victim can have representation there, making sure that they don't just remain a victim again in court. Yep. So anyway, a couple of states did that. Like I said, it's hardly guns, so it's just a, you know, change in a situation where people are getting, I guess, kind of stuck in a loop there. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we should. I, I don't. I think we have we run into a problem where, as the Second Amendment community or Second Amendment advocates or whatever we're called, um, we go, oh, okay, we don't have to worry about nothing for two more years. Now let's go buy guns or let's just go shooting or let's flake off. And then, you know, we get all worried about it after it's time to actually do anything. Like this isn't this like right now, isn't this the perfect time to start in a campaign against the 4473 to bring back the the hearing protection act to get rid of uh, uh the requirement for ccw at all you know have constitutional carry in every state start pushing for this stuff yeah it definitely is so how do we... the... go ahead oh, i was just gonna say with with michigan there's also the, one of the initiatives the ballot initiatives was to redistrict and so they're going to change it from having a lot of more weight out in the rural areas to push it towards the cities like everybody else. And so it's going to kind of change, you know, the dynamics. And they they got the other thing as far as, you know, the ballots where you can, you know, day of voting, you can register. So you can just show up and register. You can absentee ballot, you know, anytime you want kind of thing. And plus with the the governor being the way it is, it, it's, it's we're we're behind the ball, I think, right now. So it's not a time to set for sure. Well, so I'm going to do what I can to try to bring more people onto the show because we're just sitting here chatting about stuff without having you know much able much more to do than just chat about it out who's making all that noise woods woods and the Sorry, man. Midwest, they don't mute so much it's not, they're not it's not their custom it's like a cash register sorry i didn't pinball. i didn't know y'all could hear that he set the phone down on a pinball machine and then started playing the <laughs> pinball game <laughs> Well, and then up here I had a bunch of discussions with a lot of my friends that, of course, whenever we lose one of these things, everybody wants to move out of the state. And I kept telling them, so you're just going to fucking leave the state and not fight at all? What the fuck is that? Like, we're all just going to move to one state whenever it doesn't go our way? That's fucking wrong. No. Um, I do like the fact that uh, the Second Amendment Foundation is already on a lawsuit to try to overturn it because the initiative had like six things that it was going for. And initiatives usually are only one thing. So hopefully we can get this state Supreme Court to at least take a look at it. But, um, you know, I guess uh, the legal part's going to be the next thing because we just can't let sit, let shit like this sit. Well, here's um, I'm going to go ahead and oh, I'm sorry, were you finished? I just uh, was going to say, you know, um, I was glad to, that the Second Amendment Foundation is based in Bellevue, Washington. So uh, maybe I can get hold of them and try to help personally in some way. I don't know what the hell I can do but i'm certainly going to reach out to him 
Well, here's the thing. So we had one thing at all, period. And you guys in Washington had to fight it yourselves. Even in California, they didn't have nothing. All that hype and commotion. Help California out. There's 7 million gun owners here, and we can't sign the ballot things fast enough because they divided it into 11 things. And I'm not talking shit. I mean, that's difficult. They, the antis, people that want to see our rights restricted, figured out ways to screw with us to make it difficult, make it tedious, and to make it complex so that people frustrated and lazy decided not to do it, apathetic, whatever you want to call it, uh, weren't able to do it, even with a lot of effort, tremendous effort, bringing, what was it, like 11 different petitions had to show up at the different gun shops in California to be signed by human beings and then gathered and accumulated and brought to the correct place at the correct time, you know, having enough signatures that they can dismiss whatever the percentage is or whatever that they'll question. So, I mean, California had some tough stuff, but they didn't have nothing to do this time as far as guns go. So that means all that machine, all the stuff, all those people that worked, that efforted towards that and looked around and looked over their shoulders and said, who's going to you know, be aware of this? Who's helping us? Is, is there any other support? You know, and then some of us out here in the rest of the country either did or laughed at them or whatever, somewhere in between. Well, I'm saying, why didn't any of that machine get focused on the one freaking ballot initiative? I mean, I'm dropping the ball, too, here. I'm going to fucking build every second matters so that we could stop this kind of shit. Um, you know, I'm going to continue to work towards trying to figure out ways so that we don't get blindsided with this. But this it seems to me like a massive failure for us, an embarrassment that only one ballot initiative was out there. We had the resources of 49 other states. And all the Second Amendment advocates and 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 uh, oh, what are the hell? What'd you call them, Gary? Uh, advocates and um, activists. 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 Like we should have been more on top of that. And I'm not, you know, aside from pointing us all out as a community, or pointing a finger at all of us. Like, is this the time to start building stuff so that never happens again? Because that seems like a no-brainer. We should have wailed on that. It should have been 60-40 the other way around. What an opportunity to educate up there. And you would have had the resources of the entire country, all those social media platforms. And I think it's a disgrace that we let them get one anti-gun thing through this whole midterm. I mean, no. to be honest, though, I mean, all you heard about, you know, even on, you know, Pro 2A new media stuff, YouTubes and stuff is, you know, the blue wave kind of stuff preventing that. You didn't hear other than a you know few sources, you didn't hear a whole lot about 1639. You heard some, but not as nearly as much as should have been. I certainly heard a lot about fucking new calibers and what shoots a pig and new night vision scopes and shit like this for the last however many weeks. I saw sporting systems putting a lot of time and effort and money and attention into it time they could have spent just selling guns in their store instead had time printing stuff putting hands on the what they call it, feet on the ground and sticking signs in the ground after those signs got kicked down going back and re-putting them up i don't get a dime from sporting systems but i have a mad respect for that shit but they were out there almost doing it by themselves right yankee helped a little bit I'm not saying you know that these states shouldn't be able to deal with shit but on the same thing I think we should be able to be aware of shit like that and put our efforts behind it. If nothing else is practice, when it happens to more critical stuff, when it happens in Vegas, come on, we're screwed. When they start messing with Vegas, that's all of that Vegas firearms tourism. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's got to serve as a learning experience for everyone in the country. You know, that's pro two A. You know, we screwed up, and we got to do more next time. Whenever it's another state. Yeah, we kind of took one on the chin, I think. Yep. One thing I question is the. I don't. I'm, I might be wrong in that the direct ballot initiatives, where people get enough signatures and it goes right to a ballot, is that because that's how they got that through, and they also they were doing shady shit when they were getting it signed, and that even got sued. Um, I believe it was Second Amendment Foundation again. It might have been uh, GOA. I don't remember. I know the NRA took credit, but they didn't do shit. Um, but then uh, one of the state court guy said, no, the people should just read what they read, what they put down. People are literally lying about what it said and getting signatures and those signatures still stood. So I'm, I'm having a problem with direct initiatives myself. Well, they're definitely exploiting that, but I don't know if getting away with or removing them is the way to do it. Then the terrorists win. Yeah. I but I thought, I just thought the way they, the, whenever the lawsuit, I thought what I read was something about you couldn't sue it because it hadn't taken effect yet, you know, on those grounds. I thought that's why it was dismissed. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not from Washington, so I really don't know. That that was part of it too. But in the final decision, the, basically the judge said people should read what they, read the back of the initiative. They also didn't say how it was going to be changed, how it was going to be different than current law, which is required in Washington state. Um there was a whole bunch of like legal problems, but they still kicked it on the initiative. So I'm wondering if I'm wondering the value of initiatives and should initiatives just go to then the legislature who votes on it. Huh. I don't know. I don't know that much about all that. I mean, I know, you know, the direct initiative is how Oklahoma got medical marijuana and stuff, but that's really the first time I ever had any real dealings with it, seeing it anywhere or anything. Direct initiatives aren't something that I'd want to outright ban because if we could get, if, if we could, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to find the right way to phrase this. If we could organize, we could actually use those same initiatives in our favor. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. So exactly. I wouldn't it's all about. Yeah, so I don't I wouldn't want to take those tools away because those are some of the best political tools that as the people we have to make sure we get stuff on ballots and we don't always have to go through some politician who we may or may not trust. Yeah, a politician who writes 18 other things into the bill along with that that nobody else will vote for. Or if it was just one thing they might have yeah, I didn't the whole time before this, I didn't hear anything about that. I mean, from you know emails or anything that besides like what I heard Yankee say. I mean, it, I don't know if that's you know a lack of my part from for searching stuff out, but you know I, I like the GOA, I didn't see anything from them. I mean, they probably had it. I just didn't get it. I wonder if there's a better way of spreading that around well i don't know is there anything in the world that you know somebody's in charge except for santa claus spreading out presents i don't think anybody's yeah. responsible for spreading out anything efficiently and it's you know it's it's us as a culture as uh talking you know firearms culture right 
as uh, advocates or activists or whatever want to call each other, and then uh, people that are just, I don't know, paying attention to politics even, to uh, to pay attention to this stuff, right, and to spread the word. Well, I'm assuming that in Washington State, surely NRA, GOA, Second Amendment, all of them sent out emails and tried to get the word out a lot more in the actual state where they actually voted on it, but I don't know, would, did they? Um, I remember getting something from the Second Amendment Foundation, but that was about it. But then what about all the money for like, I mean, I saw anti-gun ads. I saw billboards. I saw all kinds of shit that was um, that was for 1639, but I didn't see hardly anything or any money spent the other way. I mean, shit, the owner of the Seahawks, of course, he died, but he gave a million dollars to the fucking deal. So... I'm That's sorry, guys. I'm just a little bitter today. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're going to keep fighting, you know. I'm guessing if we have tons of millionaires and billionaires on, you know, the Second Amendment side, I guess they just like to hold on to their money and spend it on machine guns or something other than donating it to that stuff. Now, I brought that up as a topic the other day. Where's our billionaires? I mean, there's got to be some. Not here. <laughs> Not guilty. I don't know. I don't know if we want to dig into that. There's no agenda today, so we could. But um, we've looked it up in the past, and when we looked up how big Bloomberg was, whenever this was now, this might have been a couple of years ago. I don't know if anybody out there knows, or if you guys were in the chats when we did this. I forget who looked it up. But uh, first we were playing around just and it was, I think it was a lobby chat or something. It was just a general chat. And we were looking up like what rank the richest people in the world were. A bunch of them are names nobody heard of. A couple of them are names people have heard of. And Bloomberg, Bloomberg was in there somewhere in the top. And the amount he spends on guns, at least that year, which I think is when uh, the first wave of bullshit happened with Washington with your whole universal background checks. It must have been right after that. And uh, the amount he spent was the equivalent of like, it was something like $200 for a regular person. And he's got lots more than that. So like you said, whoever that guy is with the sports and he's let, he gave him a bunch of a million dollars, a million dollars. And I suspect to that guy was, you know, to, to, to avoid paying taxes on some interest over here. You know what I mean? Like that's, these guys are oh, super yeah. rich. That's not a lot of money. So these guys, I guess what I'm getting at is if you guys want to get down that road, I don't think these people are putting their, their weight into it. They're putting enough money into it to get laid or to make somebody happy. They don't go to church, right? So it's not to make some to make a church happy. So it's they're trying to impress somebody with it. But, um, you know, maybe keep people employed. I have no idea what their real goals are. It would be to see a documentary on it. But I really don't think they're putting their weight into it. So the reason I'm bringing that up is we'd be screwed if they were. They got a, a lot of money, and the amount the amount of gains they get with this is significant, or I should say the amount of gains they've got with the amount of resources they put into it so far is significant. If they had just you know ten times the amount of resources to put into it, we'd be swamped. So I don't think our I guess the reason I'm saying all this I don't think our uh, best scenario to this or uh, the way to combat this is to have our own rich guy. Rich guys die um, in this country, at least, 
this this theory of rich guy you know isn't the, the most rich people or rich families empires or whatever three generations uh people go up and down into rich and right back out um it's just a number of dollars you happen to have for some amount of time it's not like you reach that rich person goal and now you just have money for the rest of time Met people manage money poorly all the time so i don't want to depend on some rich guy you know and then the markets sway and now he's just some guy when that was our anchor i think instead we change the paradigm right and i keep saying the same thing preaching the same thing you know we as a whole bunch of people pull the rope pull the rope out under from underneath bloomberg because he can't pay enough people to run around and try to convince their grandparents and their grandchildren and their friends at work and school and church that guns are bad we are out there able to do that on a consistent basis and with a little bit of intent and mastery of the tools that are available to us we can share that in a way that's like having the gun, the shotgun on the back of your pickup truck window, you know, times a million. Bloomberg can't combat that with just money. And, and they could get six of the richest people to throw all their money at all of Hollywood, and they can't change people's mind. Uh, if, we, if we actually, you know, change the, the culture back, the, the American culture, the culture of this country, back to where firearms... Uh, are respected for what they are and the position they used to have that they still have, really. I mean, look at our language, our movies, our, our history, uh, our, our uh, does, what do you call it, like uh, innovation and in machinery and in, in industries, what I was looking for. All of that has deep roots in guns. It's everything from its history to its like actual manufacturing process to the terminology we use. I mean, guns are this country. Once we're back to where people acknowledge that and aren't afraid of it and appreciate it, then there's no amount of money Bloomberg could spend. So I personally think that's the direction uh, to pursue rather than, I don't know, what, try to shame some rich guy because he's not spending enough money in our minds. I've seen people drop, what, five-digit checks like it ain't shit. And, you know, they could be doing that all day long. It could be thousand people in line and they're still not going to cover what Bloomberg can do with, you know, one PayPal transaction. Well, I totally agree with that. But at the same time, I mean, we have to have money on our side to an extent, but at the same time in 2013, look at what we did. And that wasn't really a money thing that stopped that. That was everybody emailing, writing, calling, you know, Perfect. their senators or congressmen to stop that. Perfect example. Exactly. I think uh, the more recent one would have been uh, five five six or the uh, M eight five five. No, not the five five. The uh, green one, the eight five M eight five five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. The way that that was stopped, like you know, nobody could have actually paid to have that stopped as fast as it got stopped, and that was just us like flexing our muscles, and them they have a memory, so us flexing our muscles. And them going, oh, we see the end result of this. They don't want to walk down ambushes and look get pie in their face and look bad. You know, they don't want consequences of their shit. They want to do stuff that makes them look good, and then has no actual consequence. But they can always just say, "Remember, oh, we always look good." You know, so if we can, so I don't know. I'm monopolizing the conversation, but is there any? We went on a couple of ways there. Now, does anybody want to throw anything out? Any stuff we've been chatting about? 
I know for me, it was a call to action that I do, that I need to personally double my efforts, that I need to go from that advocate to an activist. Um, I did some things with 1639. I did a couple call centers and things. But, you know, you get busy and shit and you got to realize that you got to do that. I got to do more. Maybe I need to actually start creating content or something, you know, get my voice out there that I, I think I've been kind of getting my toe wet. And I think I need to jump the fuck in. You know, one thing it's easy for like me where I live in Oklahoma, which is a pro gun state pretty much. And, you know, we don't really have anything to worry about right now. You know, it's easy for me just to sit back and kind of, you know, say, oh, that's Washington or that's California or that's New Jersey and not, you know, be concerned at all. But, you know, one swing of an election and it could easily be Oklahoma. Yeah. How quickly things can change. I know. Go ahead. Well, all I was going to say is, in a way, we're fighting for our own home turf, and in a way, we're not. I mean, in a way, we're kind of joined together fighting for each other. We can't just keep our own interest in mind. So I've just been doing a little Google foo here while we've all been talking about this. And as far as, you know, where are the billionaires who are pro-gun, I can only find... uh, two brothers who are of note that would be the knock brothers you know and if we're gonna be waiting around for guys like that to spend money you know it's not gonna it's not gonna work because even as as much money as those two have and they are apparently pretty pro two way because they contribute a lot to the jpfo and stuff uh you know it's not we're not gonna win waiting on that we have to get everybody motivated and fight from the ground up. Yeah, it's not a money thing. I mean, you know, it doesn't take, you know, all day putting everything into it. I mean, if everybody puts in stuff, I mean, you know, I, I do what I can do, but, you know, we can always do more. Well, I mean, truthfully, there's probably a lot more gun owners that are more, uh, What's the word? Advocates or even activists, either activists or advocates, either one. Then there are people that are actually against it. It's just they yell louder. They're the louder voice right now. I don't think so. I think they have the media pointing at them. Well, so yeah, that's seems louder because that's the only one that they're pointing at. But it's like the Hillary uh, crowd, right? Just a couple of people in the corner of the auditorium. And that's what I always swear by, you know, everybody, I tell everybody, you know, the best way to win is to get our kids involved. I swear to that all the time. And I always try to make that point that, you know, that's how we're going to win this battle. It's not doing anything other than just getting the kids involved so that the next generation and generation after that and generation after that don't think guns are bad, like what you were saying a minute ago. What about this Jeff Bezos guy, the boss of Amazon? He's our first, the world's first trillionaire, $112 billion. Does anybody go shooting with that guy? We should get him to be broke today. I'll invite him out this weekend. We'll see what happens. What I'll start doing is like when I do an Amazon order, I'll be like, hey, Jeff. (laughs) When you deliver that to my house, we'll shoot a few rounds. Have some fun. So you got Bill Gates is next with 90 billion. He's not even a trillionaire. We got Warren Buffett, which I can't see the number. 
Is he a gun guy? He seems like he's from like Missouri, right? He is absolutely Nebraska, a gun guy. isn't he? He's from Omaha, Nebraska, I believe. Yeah, he might own a shotgun, but the company I work for is owned by him. But he might own a shotgun, but I don't think so. Some family, then Zuckerberg. He's the one, two, three, four, fifth richest person in the world. Then there's the Koch brothers from Kansas now. See, imagine if someone had taken Mark Zuckerberg out squirrel hunting when he was a little kid and shooting and shooting tin cans. We wouldn't be having this conversation. I'm saying. All right, well, billionaires. I'm working on it, too. I've got hundreds. If I was a billionaire, I'd still hang with you, huh? Your daughter told me you were a billionaire, Gizzard. She thinks I am. <laughs> no, I think we win at a grassroots level. I don't think we can compete at a money level. I think we have to win at the grassroots level to win it. Well, we're stronger when we do it at a grassroots level because that's literally just getting everybody back on track again to where... Um, we were probably where when our grandparents were running around. People weren't afraid of guns. If you liked them, you liked them. If you didn't, you didn't. Probably a little bit more open room back then, but get suppressors off the list and uh, get rid of the list. And that's less of an issue. Now people aren't set from guns going off. All right. Well, so anything else to chat about? Anybody else want to chat in or put in, chime in on any of the stuff we've been talking about? Dead air. I put all my two cents in tonight. Ozzy says Illinois changed yesterday. Or how they change? And what did they change to? Oh, they're pro gun now. Really? I don't think so. I'll believe that when I see it. All right, well, I'd be interested to find out how those sanctuary counties go and if that's something we could use here in Washington, but I don't know enough about it, but I definitely need to read more about it. Because, I mean, we have another one where King County, where Seattle is, did most of the voting. That's where most of your votes came because there's way more people in Seattle, in Seattle proper, than all the other places combined. I mean, it, we're not the only state where one city gets to dictate to the rest of the state what the fuck's going to go on. So it says, um, oh, are you kidding me? I got to do a Google quiz before it'll let me read that whole page. I said Dems took control of everything in Springfield. Yeah, but that's what we're talking about is the sanctuary counties where the different counties were uh, um, saying we're not going to obey unjust firearms laws put down by the state. Um, so there is something in the Bloomington Antigraph, but they're making me do a Google thing, so I guess I can't figure it out. But it says uh, as of July, there was 25 sanctuary counties. I think Tony talked about it a little bit this afternoon. I, didn't, I don't remember what he said. But, yeah, there was definitely a couple of them more. Nine of them more, I think he said. Nine more counties on the ballots this yesterday. 
Yeah, that's what gave me the idea is talking to Tony in one of the chats earlier in the week that he had sent something to somebody in his state and like a week and then like a week later they were, they were working on it and the, Tony said that the politician he was talking to had heard it from a whole bunch of people so maybe I can start rallying some people in Washington here to come up with something like that. And I believe he said it was just a, a paper kind of like a, a register or whatever that they brought brought up in the each county and it was kind of a cookie cutter thing and they just put in their information so i think it was quite simple once you get the the gist of it then but, maybe we can get some of the smaller counties that aren't quite you know king pearson skagit snohomish counties that got a lot of people in them maybe the other little counties can finally you know say fuck that kind of like they did in illinois try to say is there any way to email these billionaires and have a conversation about guns and rights and then somebody like myself could go change their minds no because they don't have emails these people are too fancy to read emails but there is a way so if you go over to my patreon and just throw a lot of money at it like a lot of money then i can go hang out in the circles with these billionaires and i'll talk to them about 2 Asia. <laughs> like billions <laughs> You got to send probably hundreds of thousands each. It's no big deal. Um, I'll go hang out with the billionaires in fancy places and I'll, you know, bug them about 2A stuff. And then we'll go shooting. And then it'll be like everybody will get Dan Blitzerian type of guns in return. Guaranteed. So I'm just making sure you know there's, it's guaranteed. Hundreds of thousands of dollars Blitzerian type guns showering down on you. All right, G. If I, if I ever win the lotto, I'll, I'll help you in your, in your conquest. You don't have to win the lotto. You could just, let's say, refinance, like work two full-time <laughs> jobs and then get another part-time job, right? And then you're not even going to be home to watch cable or nothing, so you're going to have very few bills. You don't even need a house at that point. <laughs> and then you can just send all that money into the Patreon. They could probably <laughs> direct deposit right out of your bank account. <laughs> direct deposit at all. <laughs> have your, have like your wives, your brothers, other people. <laughs> It's for a good cause. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Whenever I was dreaming of winning the lottery a few weeks ago, whenever I bought my lottery tickets, I thought, you know, if I won this, I would give $100 million to gun rights immediately. But I didn't win. be interesting to see what kind of stuff people do. I don't know if there's anybody that tracks. Is That's got to be a... Um, uh, what do they call those shows? A reality show of like yeah, they, people that ruin their lives with the with the lottery winnings. Do they follow people people around like cops? Like call it lottery, and they just show all the crazy shit they buy and waste their money. Then. No, but you usually get a follow up story about a year later when they're broke. Yeah, I think there is a show like that. Yeah, I think my wife used to watch one on one of those channels that those people and some of them like won it twice in their life and lost it both times. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I see those stories come up every now and then, but I've never seen like where they follow the person in live time. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll see it eventually. Somebody on YouTube will win a bunch of money and they'll run around spending it. So, um, 
I don't know where we started all that from. Uh, so it wasn't a blue wave. It was a red wave. Uh, Ghost is saying the best way to fight the billionaires is to get the big gun companies to join together. He's saying that on the other side. I don't know why, but um, he's copying off of general relativity who said it on the gun shop side like way before, like way before. He said uh, manufacturers need to step up with money and manpower. And here's why I disagree with that. I don't know. Do you guys agree with that or disagree with that? Let's go left to right. Gary? Manufacturers need to put more money into this Second Amendment fight? Well, I think it'd be in their best interest to do it. I don't disagree there. Uh, Doug? Most manufacturers don't actually have that big a profit margin. Um, the only company that I feel needs to put in some money is Springfield because they owe us. You ain't lying. Patriot? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much it would help. It would be good to to promote stuff, but... I don't think it's going to change much. That's our job. Oh, it's super pessimistic. I didn't expect that from you. Yeah, we're a Marine, but we'll keep on. Woods? Um, on the surface, I would think it's a good idea, but then doesn't that take it out of our hands and we don't necessarily want corporate to decide things for us, right? Any corporation, even if it's you know a gun one. No, I wouldn't. That sounds, see, you hang out with a lot of teachers because you went straight to the negative. Number one, it's not exclusive. It's not mutually exclusive. Manufacturers can champion and campaign and move in a direction, and we can either be on board or standing next to them. They don't doesn't hurt us to have them do it. Um, and then there's also nothing saying that they wouldn't do it with the direction of a community. You know, if they knew there was a community there to ask counsel from, they would probably be more than happy to ask what direction they should put their resources. But uh, I hear what you're saying. If they just went rogue went weird like if springfield went weird who knows what they would consider pro 2a uh taters what do you think i know i know they have not the greatest profit margins and i don't feel like they should be obligated to throw money at this fight but i think just from a self-preservation standpoint i think they'd be stupid if they didn't no oh, see that's the, that's the advantage of going after everybody you've got to summarize everybody else's and then snob well, I think most of the manufacturers do throw a lot of money at it, but the problem is, is maybe they're putting their money in the wrong spots. Just a thought. Well, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I think I agree with a little bit of everything you guys are saying there. And also going to throw in that yeah, I just don't want to get us weak and expect them to do it. And then that means we don't have to do it. So I guess I'm kind of with Woods. Like, I don't want them to have to take the ball for us. And I also, I'm, of course, leery of anybody who wants to do something for us, right? Especially when they've got skin in the game. I like the idea of them supporting stuff, like you guys are saying, keeps them alive. I mean, that's their whole industry. And I think that it's it's not accurate to say they're not. I mean, there's a lot of organizations that exist based off uh, industry money, just that those organizations don't need to be huge. Like I'm thinking like Appleseed or um, 4-H probably. Um, you know, these organizations aren't massive, but, you know, they're larger than what a bunch of moms and you know part-time people that are interested part-time are going to be able to support it. So the industries kick in. Well, I think that ties in. I mean, it ties into kind of everything we've been saying, though. Uh, I agree. We do put a lot of money out there that we don't 
as the general public don't always see or realize. Because uh, a lot of these manufacturers kick money to like the NRA and stuff. So maybe we should be using our public platforms to try to tell these companies, hey, we would rather you direct those funds maybe over to the GOA or something like that. See if we can help more efficiently. Yeah. And just, you know, making things bring into light what other organizations are doing is is effort in that direction. You don't have to say like, here's what you need to do with your money, but you can definitely say, here's what good, good work that people are doing. Like this new one. Um, what's Ghost got? Was that today? No. When is Ghost got the uh, Tuesdays? Uh, place out of Texas. I can't think of the damn name, but anyway, it's this new organization, relatively new this year, a nonprofit organization from some importer, the importer of like purses and stuff. Huh? I thought it was Tiger Imports. No, Eagle, different critter. And then, but it's like, that's the Bursas. It's like a bunch of different brands of imported guns. They've been doing that for a long time. And this dude, the, the story I heard is they sat down and ate lunch or dinner or something with a lady one time in Texas. And uh, she was in mental health. And then, long story short, it's a mental health organization like a aid i don't know what to call it like i don't know if it's technically just money or if it's some sort of like additional workshopping or like seminars or something but it's some sort of a mental health thing but from the gun industry walk the talk america thank you um but people like that right like that's that's effort that's being done that's um uh not necessarily industry but uh dealing with an issue that isn't government for sure either. And there's dead air. And a new rule. If we get like dead air like more than three times, I'm shutting it down. It's creepy to me. 31 people watching. I got seven thumbs up. They're all, oh, you should still pay attention to the YouTube side. Pay attention to the YouTube side for what? Seven? Seven of you? That thumbs it up. I'll pay attention to seven of you over there. The rest of you are stealing this show, and you don't get attention. Gun channel side, people have got a lot of green dots over there. It's cool. I've chatted over there tonight, but it's calmed down. So, is there anything else? Keep going. Yeah, that area. You got a shout? You got a shout? Nothing off the top of my mind. So why don't uh, uh, dog? Have you ever done a shotgun shop of the day? A gun shop of the day? No, I have not done one for you guys. There you go. First time. Here you go. Go. All right. So uh, I'll pick a local shop here to me, uh, Master Arms, uh, located right out here in uh, Pahrump, Nevada. They're a cool little shop. Uh, close-knit group of people if one of the best parts of it is a lot of the people there had worked at gun shops in other states before they came here and hooked up with the owner at the gun shop out here so you get people from washington oregon uh, california and some other states which is nice because they have all that different influence and they all came here because they're pro-gun people and wanted to work in the shop uh, they have a shop dog who's absolutely adorable she's a cute little uh, bulldog slash pit mix they're really nice people. They have all kinds of stuff on the walls. You never know exactly what you're going to find when you go in there. Uh, 
I always like working with them because their philosophy is if they don't have it, they can get it. So just, you know, if they don't have what you want that day, you can tell them what you're looking for and they'll get it for you. Uh, very helpful people. They have a very nice staff who's always been very nice to my wife, which is nice because my wife's not the, the most gun person. So they've always been really helpful and supportive of her. They're always good for a conversation when you go in. They're always happy to talk to you and show you whatever's in the case. Uh, they have a big table in the middle of their store that has uh, all kinds of uh, used or discounted products. So it's a great time to go through there and dig through and find magazines or holsters and things that are all been significantly marked down to help get you going. Uh, I really like them. So if next time you come through Nevada, if you're on this side of the mountain, highly recommend checking out Master Arms. Are they on the south side of the road or the north side? Uh, let's see. They are now on the north side of the road. Uh, I think I only went to a shop that was before, like between on the Vegas side of town. I know that it was on the south side of the street. That was many years ago, 2006 or something. Yeah, that was before they moved into the shopping center. Okay, so I've been there potentially a long time ago. Yes. Uh, they're also our last gun shop in town. So I try to give them as much support as possible. And you're what, though? An hour with traffic from the Strip? 45 uh, minutes? Uh, 45 minutes if I drive, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you're not, I mean, you're really close to a whole bunch of gun shops. You're really not really close. You're not that far away. I've definitely been places that were three hours in either direction to a good gun shop. Yeah, but when I moved to this town, we had three gun shops. So uh, okay. trying so, to keep locals in business. Is Front Sight not supporting three gun shops in town? Uh, front, Shite, front, front Sight opened up their own shop. But their oh, shop they is... They can sell ammo and stuff and everything now? Yeah. So, oh. but, that, but that's over on their property. Yeah, so. well, that would do it. Because a lot of people would show up and then go to the shops in town to whatever, resupply, get what they forgot, whatever. Broke. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. So one of the reasons we do the show every day is so that we can feature a different gun shop every day. So thanks for uh, for that. I don't think we've talked about that shop before. I want to go back and... It's also Wednesday. Yeah, but we're already like half an hour through. No, we're 51 minutes into it. So time, time constraint. Um, I don't know where it went back here because the YouTube side is weird. But uh, it says, I joke, but in these tech days, couldn't there be a way to legitimately get these billionaires to have a conversation from Tread out there again, following up on what I was uh, joking about? But yeah, I think uh, that's why I'm an advocate for individuals posting stuff. Uh, billionaires, I don't know, you know, who knows? There's a whole bunch of them, and they all have their own lives. I'm sure they've got pretty organized uh, routines you know you pretty much have to have something going on you don't just fall into billions of dollars so i'm sure they've got things going they just don't have casual conversations very often i suspect but people of influence that have money to throw around it's the kind of money that can influence um you know all different facets of the second amendment uh, uh, fight or community or whatever we're calling it uh, I think that by individuals posting the input, their content, 
the way that a lot of people here are doing and just the people that are interacting with that content, appreciating it, using the, the platforms. You know, I uh, talk about thumbing up and the two people that thumbed it down. Like those people are participating in the YouTube platform. The YouTube platform is a bunch of computer code. Some of it displays what we're seeing and some of it, you know, makes the, the connections and the communications all possible. But a big portion of it, in fact, one of the most money-making portions of it is keeping track of analytics, like how many people watch this show and for how long and uh, how many times people interacted with the thumb up, with the thumb down, because both of those benefit our shows. So by people uh, interacting there, by people watching the show, and then by subsequently people coming back and sharing it and things like that, uh, the platform, this, the code behind all this keeps track of all of that. So by as a viewers, as us that are paying it, you know, watching these things, if we realize that we have influence on these platforms and by clicking a thumb, it's not just an acknowledgement to the human being on the other side of that computer screen who put the content up there like, thank you, I appreciate this. Or a way to say, you know, this is good or this is bad or I agree or I disagree, right? It's more than just communication. It's also the platform realizing that there's engagement in this content. And that's ultimately critical in this age. Uh, there's movies that uh, are made about this or that, you know, allude to where this is going. But it's ultimately necessary when you have a finite resource like the planet Earth, right? And as much as you might want to say this or that or the other thing, we're literally a ball of rock with some stuff on the edges of it whipping around through the space, right? So we have a finite resource here. So there's, you know, at some point people are going to get really worried about wasting stuff, either by necessity or because they decide to. But whenever you start to get really efficient, you don't want to throw a whole truckload of peanuts out to a place where if you knew only six people are going to buy peanuts and if you threw 12 jars of peanuts out there, you're going to make everybody just as satisfied as if you would have thrown a case of peanuts out there and they would have thrown away 80% of them. That's how you make the world more efficient is you, you make food, you know, last longer and feed more people. And, and that's the kind of stuff that the power is behind Google and Amazon and why that Betos guy or whatever his name is has so much money because they can not waste a bunch of money throwing stuff around and waste a bunch of product and all the other different ways that the Internet helps people out. So anyway, the, if we as the individuals participating in these platforms use them, right, participate in it. That's how the, the millionaires start to see things because then they start to trend. They start to see gun conversations on the front page of Google uh, or on the front page of YouTube, I guess, as a suggested thing. Uh, because one of the things is, you know, how many people are watching it? Now there's four separate people have thumbed this down. So they're like, oh, I don't like this, con this content. This is controversial to me. I have a big problem with it. So I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Six weeks from now, when somebody's deciding what to watch, they're going to look at that and go, oh, wow, this has got some controversy to it. I'm definitely watching this. So uh, that per those four people that participated by thumbing this video down have, you know, six weeks from now, potentially uh, brought one of those millionaires around who's bored in an airport. Uh, maybe the video uh, gets caught by somebody who writes a blog, and that blog gets read by somebody who's a billionaire. There's all these different, you know, variations of what could be happening. But, you know, do you think that some billionaire is just going to meet you at the Circle K? No. Do you think he's going to meet you at an airport? Well, I don't fly anywhere, so I don't think so. But is it possible that when 
dozens and then hundreds and eventually thousands of people are sharing their firearms experiences online comfortably and that kind of stuff starts getting murmurs and people get interviewed and and whatnot then yeah maybe millionaires do start to pay more attention and they don't just look at it from the opinion of like you know how can i make money on this but like oh this is something neat i didn't know about it next thing you know they're shooting three gun and then maybe they won't be like that blitzarian guy who just you know hangs out with guns and doesn't give a shit but maybe they'll start throwing some serious money at 2A. Damn straight. Or just quit throwing it at the anti-2A would make me happy. Well, I mean, that's a good point, too. Yeah, maybe they could yeah. go, you could change the minds where they go, oh, wait a minute, what am I wasting all this millions of dollars here? I could throw this extra million dollars at breast cancer or something I do care more about. This was a silly thing to throw money at just because my nephew asked me to. Well, I mean, and I'll broach on this topic of we because we've talked about, you know, how we use our platforms in the media and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, most billionaires and people with money got there because they pay attention to market trends. If we make it, if we can show that, you know, the market is fruitful and positive as a positive outlook on firearms, they will definitely shift where they donate their money because of PR. It's definitely an effect that will affect some of them, not all of them, but it'll affect many. When you're talking about them, it, most of them don't have an opinion either way. They're just doing like, you know, he said, because my nephew said, or, you know, because it's a cool thing to do. They don't care. Yeah. I'm almost positive because, like I say, if they really cared, they'd be devoting more than just a tiny percentage of their, in, in, you know, their, their worth or whatever, like just a, a nothing, like almost nothing. They're doing it, uh, and then we always say, oh, this guy's spending X amount of dollars. Let's look at that comparatively. If he's spending, you know, 10 times more on anti-gun than he is on, I don't know, like perfume testing on animals, or is he spending 10 times more on perfume testing on animals? Because that would tell us that he's way more concerned about that than he is on the gun thing. Or maybe sending $10 million on 15 different causes. Because, again, he's trying to impress 15 different people or groups or something. Or more yeah. those that $15 million goes into his anti-gun thing. Where do those, has anybody looked at this before? Where are those uh, rents going? He's given $10 million or $100 million to, you know, people demand attention or whatever. And then where are they renting that stuff? And where are they buying their desks at? And how much are they paying for those desks? Are they buying $75 hammers like the Navy? Or are they buying, uh, you know, rentals from his own apartment complexes? So now he's he's uh, tax sheltering all this money? Maybe there's, has anybody looked into that? You know, that's kind of like at NRA this year, they had that stupid truck billboard thing driving around the, uh, driving right around the convention center in Dallas. What good did that do to have this rush inclusion? That was, you know, mom's demand action or whatever the crap that stupid group is. But why would they waste their money on that and drive it around with a group of pro-gun people, you know, are everywhere? I mean, that's really all that was downtown. I mean, Maybe take pictures and they can take a picture of that, you know, stand there with a camera, let that thing drive by in front of the NRA convention, and then they can tell their supporters, here's one of the things we're spending your money on. Yeah, but it looks to me like that money would be more well spent driving it around, you know, a total it, different part of town. But it's PR. They're buying yeah. PR. Yeah, but I'm sure there's got their people. There's people that just like to stand there and go like, screw you, grandpa, or screw you, dad, or 
screw you, mom, right? They're just saying, I got a problem with what my parents are doing. And, you know, they like conservatives and conservatives like guns. So I don't like this place. So they're not, they're not giving a shit if it's, you know, changing votes or anything. I mean, I'm saying there's these people that's, they're just looking for that picture, I think. And I mean, I'm fine with them doing that because, you know, it didn't, I got a good laugh out of watching the truck drive by. So, hey, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's the important thing to remember is that they're going to spend money on stuff like that. Uh, and the best thing, at least in my opinion, that you can do when faced with stuff like that is just don't give an emotional response because that's the photo op they're hoping for. You know, they want that photo op where they have those handful of protesters uh, face off with somebody who's going to scream and yell and get in the dirt with them because that's that PR moment they're trying to that they're paying for. That's why they do that stuff. Didn't mean to kill the air. That is pretty interesting. I blame though, all these looking. guys. Six people in here, and we got dead air. <laughs> Go ahead, Patriot. I, I said that it is interesting to look into possibly where that money ends up. You know, after they do donate it to these groups, and you know, if it does circle back to them, or is it? You know, do they just donate? You know, say I give X amount of dollars to this corporation and then they give the money away you know is it or you know does it really come from them or is it kind of like one of their little you know companies doing the the stuff on the side i mean i i don't know but you mean, is like they've all got that nephew or that niece and then boom let's create a organization that goes after gun owners to just employ all of our nieces and nephews who you know like, we don't want at the magazine or at the uh you know the executive yeah, at the country club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that I'm hoping like the Shannon Cole, whatever her name is, or whatever is embezzling it all, because that would suit me fine if they're just embezzling it. Well, and the whole there's is uh, surprise Woods isn't chiming in here. There's something I don't know what it's called anymore, but I know there is a thing where you demonize your enemy, and we don't need to do that. Um, there's the other hand, maybe they've had, uh, something where they feel like because it affected them or somebody they know that they, you know, need to be devoted to it, or maybe they just have not put much thought into it. Um, but I guess what we started out with is, uh, getting it, like, is there a way to actually communicate with these billionaires? And even if we can't communicate with the billionaires, I think it was, um, snob who said it, like, what if we do some effort out there as a group, you know, you, you know, learn, listening to people like Clover and Ghost who are out there sharing their experiences, they cut ground, uh, growing in, on the different platforms and, you know, using the different platforms and like Clover is doing with the, um, uh, you know, pushing things out to multiple platforms, you know, as each of us who start to effort in that, those directions, get the word out there, we could be reaching those people who are in those organizations. You know, again, they might not have put much put they may not have put much thought into it other than I needed a job. This was in the yellow pages or whatever. And I got the job yellow pages in the classifieds and they got the job. And then, uh, you know, they just started going along, you know, going through the motions cause they never really put much thought into it. And if you're only listening to one side, you're never going to hear the other side. So if we do something and in their research, they figure out, Hey, wait a minute, this is a valid point. They start digging around 
and it's not you know NRA blah 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 because that's the thing NRA blah 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 nobody's gonna we don't even listen to NRA blah 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 it's like obligatory they're gonna do it and people know it but it's not changing anybody's mind now when Gary does something and they're like oh this is so and so like it's just some guy here's you know Patriot doing something oh it's just some guy and you know you're you're offering info on something that's interesting or curious uh, that gets them into it and they start digging around and that's how you you know we potentially affect change now that person doesn't have that drive that they used to and when the next better job comes around they leave because they're not into it as much and now that you know that place maybe has you know to worry about bringing new employees in or maybe they bring it up the chain and say why are we really in this are you in this as much as you know everybody and then they start all figuring out they all question it I, don't know. I mean, I'm thinking that, you know, best case scenario, but I think that there is value to putting information out there. We are, we, that's how you affect change. If it's not out there, it can't. Well, I don't, I don't want to touch on a little, something a little more digging into that a little bit that it, you know, cause we, you just mentioned like, you know, the NRA, blah, blah, blah. And even among the gun community, it's a huge part of the gun community. That's just, as soon as you hear NRA, they kind of turn it out. Supporting a lot of groups that are pro to our cause Ser- would ser- serves us better than serving than everybody supporting just one group. That's one of the reasons why the anti-gunners support so many small groups because then when they get their media headline, it's they get to name five or six groups that showed up and it artificially inflates their number and makes their representation look bigger than it is. That's a good point. And when you name them things like mayors that give a shit and moms who also care about things that are important. Yeah. So, I mean, think about how much more powerful it would be if when you had a, if we, if we had multiple groups that were not necessarily huge, but that were strong and healthy in the standpoint. And then you could be like, these seven pro 2A groups got together and did something. That's a lot more powerful. gives it a lot more representation than, look, these five groups came to march against the NRA. That makes it appear to the general public, especially people who are only reading headlines, like it's a five against one. And they somehow like it implies that like oh they came together because they were all being pushed around by the NRA and they figured out how to work together to resist them. Exactly. Yeah. I've got one more two cents. I found two more cents. Let me throw some. I got money in there. So and it gives them five different cups to throw a buck at. So I was going to donate ten, but I'll just give each of them five. Now he's got twenty-five of their bucks. Okay, go. All I was going to say is what concerns me more than anything is now where the anti-gun crowd has quit demonizing the gun, and now they've started demonizing the NRA, which the NRA is just gun owners. So now that we just have to be more careful on our level, you know, is showing them that we aren't the bad people, you know? So. I don't, well, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think so, though. I think that at least from my uh, experience with it, they're they're convinced that the NRA is somehow the gun industry. And there's these like multinational corporations that are funding the NRA, you know, through these massive gun sales that happen. Uh, I don't, they, they'll say that there's members, but they'll make it seem like the funding comes from the industry. And so truthfully, they may not know. I think they don't, because how do we know even? The NRA is yeah, kind of true. slimy about it. We know that there's probably five or six million members, I guess. Yeah, that's what they claim. But when you look at NRA, um, and this is something, again, that 
you know, it, let's say that we only have the two options, and there's different options, but let's say we only had just the, the key players on the 2A side, you know, the key content creators or the key uh, media channels to get it, information out there, or the opposite extreme, you have a whole bunch of people doing their own thing out there. Um, when you talk about something like how much money the NRA is actually spending to lobby, we've looked that up before. They're not even in the top 100. Like they're barely, I mean, they, they spend a lot of money, but when you look at how much pharmaceuticals and lawyers and stuff spend, like, I don't, I don't remember what we're looking at. Was it the top 10 or 25 or 100? It was not, that was not the top 10. It was way bigger than that. But NRA is, is really tiny, actually, uh, compared to other lobbyists as far as how much they spend. And that's not, you know, if you only have one or two voices going out there, they only have seven days in a week. And, you know, most of them only do one show a week or, you know, one piece of content a week each. So it's just less opportunity to talk about all that various stuff like that. But, you know, that's the kind of thing where if everybody's doing their own thing and people are familiar with how to share and stuff, like we are on Instagram, people are all pretty savvy about sharing stuff that's interesting or important. Uh, you know, and it goes around. Uh, but stuff like that where, you know, they're going to suggest that the NRA is this big influence on Washington and on, on politicians somehow. It's literally a drop in the bucket. I think there's some influence still at election times because guns is a big issue. And NRA has dominated the media's, like, attention. But, uh, again, everybody's efforts is making that tougher and tougher to, uh, you know, at least there's three organizations now on a national level that get attention. Yeah. Yep. But see, I believe we're our own worst enemy and I know I'll get a lot of slack for this, but I still am a member of the NRA and plan to stay a member, whether I agree with them or not. I think they're idiots and I have a whole list of things I disagree with, but you know, they do still do some stuff and they're still our biggest voice right now until that changes. We have to back them. I think to an extent, I don't think you deserve to get any grief for that. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that it, it'd be different if you were singing their gospels and acting like they're our only voice, but I agree with you. They, they are a big voice. They are technically still our biggest voice. And there's nothing wrong with saying that you're going to back them along with everybody else. You know, dividing ourselves is not a good idea just, you know, because we all have, we don't need to do agree on everything. We all just need to agree on the core principle. Yeah, but we all got two hands and we all do way more stuff in a day than one thing at a time, right? So uh, we can all be an NRA and. Exactly. Yeah, that's my opinion on it. You know, but, and I hope that someday the NRA will change. And I think if it ever came down to it all out, you know, you know, back like another 2013 band, yeah, they'll probably put quite a bit into something like that. But, you know. They apparently don't care about our bump stocks and other stuff. Or Washington. So, where's Washington? <laughs> since the gun channel side's been slow, there's a lot of green dots over there, but nobody's really chatting over there. Uh, we'll go back to the YouTube side a couple of things then. Uh, Tread is saying, let me do this one first. Logic is saying it's funny how the NRA is under attack. Well, the GOA is more hardcore, non compromise, and no one cares about them. Uh, I guess if you mean no one by, by the, the media pays attention to them, you may or may not be right. I really don't know. I don't pay that much attention to the media. But um, if the uh, Gun Owners of America, I got no problem with Gun Owners of America. I like them. I'm a member. But uh, if they're so hardcore, we were talking about it earlier, where was the 
let's get on this one uh, gun issue out of all the states. You know, why why wasn't that like predominant in their flows or their streams? I guess is better word. Uh, the last weeks, and if it was, it was lost for me too. I mean, I I follow them, and I don't remember seeing much from them at all, except for some pictures of the selfie type of shit. But uh, maybe a couple of things like go vote. Um, but nothing specifically like here's the only Second Amendment initiative on the whole ballot anywhere. I mean, I really think if we were had our shit together as a community, we're going back to the beginning of the show here. But, you know that we would have been all aware of that and all efforting. Everybody, imagine if every gun owner in the country was calling their family members and people they knew in Washington. I think that could have some influence. But anyway, so uh, I'm not saying the gun owners America is a bad thing, but they're. No, there's no champion. There's no superhero that's going to win this for us. I think we're we need those organizations, but uh, to to help with focus and with uh, you know accumulating cash and do the things they do, lobby or whatever. But um, uh, the lawsuits and that kind of thing. But you know, price of liberty is eternal vigilance. We got to get up off our asses and get more into the mode of cutting grass instead of you know, I don't know winning and sitting down and resting well we need them but in a way they need us too because if we don't spread their word if we don't help in the fight i mean realistically what they do on the by themselves is nothing we spread the word we we go online and make the videos we do the social media posts we're the people that people follow and listen to more than them let's be real it's always been that way. Yeah, it was always interesting when I was first doing YouTube. So again, going off track, but back in the day, um, there there was kind of analytics, but um, there was nothing like the social blade and that kind of thing where you could follow other people's channels so easily. Uh, so I would run spreadsheets and just to keep track of growth and number of subscribers and number of videos and things like that. And at some point, I added another tab to the spreadsheet and I started to follow. Uh, some other things and some of the stuff I would follow is like the NRA and the firearms manufacturers and that was two, that was early 2009 something like that 10 uh, I did that and back then and currently except for maybe now it's changed a little bit uh, but most content creators like Gary Sand are much larger much more uh, reach than the manufacturers and certainly than the organizations because the organizations at best are there to, like again, accumulate funds and effort towards campaigns, you know, projects, uh, lawsuits, or, or lobbying. Uh, they have to be aware of what's going on in government so that, you know, they can be ready for either, you know, defense or attacks, and then, you know, be ready to have the resources to mobilize, have attorneys and, and people in place, and, you know, be able to to make things happen when they can. So we need those organizations to say they don't do anything is is not paying, giving them due, right? Their credit for what they're doing. But you know, I've already said it, we can't just do that. that. That alone isn't doing it. Okay, so now I want to go back to Tred's point, unless you guys want to throw something in on that. No, go for it, brother. All right, so there's other following up before he said, uh, he was talking about the analytics. I guess he hasn't heard about me blabbing about that. Usually I do that kind of stuff on Mondays. Um, but would it be possible? He's asking, now that I know the analytics could be a positive impact towards gun channels, reloading, and all that type of content, 
could be po it could be possible to change YouTube's attitude. Uh, I don't think so. Unfortunately, I think the way that you would change YouTube's attitude would not be an individual thing. It would be a group effort, and unfortunately, it wouldn't be just through clicks because clicks can be manipulated and they're only taken as a uh, a factor in the logarithms. But uh, Elgar's rhythms really like purchases. So to really have influence on Google or on YouTube. Uh, people in mass would have to really buy a lot of stuff through the ads, and I am definitely not recommending that. Um, it's just it's it would it's just not practical or economical. Instead, I think that the way you influence YouTube uh, is not to bother with influence in YouTube. YouTube's a big ass building. Who cares if it's got you know you can't influence a big thing. It's grown beyond any uh, personal interaction. It's just a giant entity at this point. Uh, so the way that I think that we do better is to just make uh, audiences, make people aware that there's other opportunities, there's other options out there, and to explore those and continue to work on those. Because um, trying to make YouTube change, I think, is what's that guy called, Don Quixote, trying to knock over windmills. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll kind of follow up something sort of tied into that. And that's that, you know, all of us interact with people. I think for the most part, we all interact with at least some people every day. Uh, I've always made a point when I go into a work environment, if I think people are open-minded, as long as it's not something where everybody's clearly anti-gun, you know, over the years, I've gotten a lot of my coworkers and things into shooting. I've taken them to the gun range for their first time. And that's where we, you know, we talk about that grassroots, that making a moment uh, at the base level. That's it. It's talking to the people that are still open-minded. It's potentially taking a coworker uh, shooting for the first time, getting them to actually care about their second amendment rights by getting them interested in it. Uh, it's something that I do with my clients that I work with now. I, you know, always, if, if they don't seem like they're anti-gun out the gate, you know, talk to them and get them interested because those are the future people who are going to not only vote, but who are going to potentially support or even start organizations that are going to go on to fight the battles we're talking about. I absolutely agree. I think uh, where we lost 1639 wasn't the anti-gunners. It was what I call non-gunners, people that didn't really care about guns so much. And I think um, sometimes our rhetoric is both sides we get so into the way we talk to about it and i'm very careful when i talk i'm i've been trying for the last year to try to figure out how i have better pro 2a arguments that don't put off the other people and i think sometimes we are guilty of getting so into our side of it that we're not really having a discussion anymore um i think we lost on 1639 on the non-gunners the people that and we needed to inform a lot of people a lot more people about really what this bill was about and i think they just read the little description and said oh it says safe schools okay i don't think any i think i don't think probably half of the people actually read the whole thing or knew much about it and that's where we that's where we failed hopefully that makes sense i think i'd agree All right. So um, I guess that's about it. We've kind of gone back and forth, but that's what it's all about, having a conversation with the uh, about guns. So um, 
appreciate the people that have been participating in the chat. Um, now they're having a bit of discussion on uh, Gun Hunters of America and whatnot. So um, I'm not sure if anybody's going to do a live chat over on Gun Channels. Last couple of nights, no one's bothered. But uh, anyone's welcome to host a chat like this over on GunTube.org. It's a great place to do it. Uh, you can do it completely Google-free over there. Uh, Night Strike has created a pretty nice platform. Uh, so you could do a live chat over there, embed it over on Gun Channels. Uh, or if you're uh, wanting to do it on YouTube, you can still embed that over on Gun Channels. And uh, host a show of your own. If you want to do it on a topic, people are usually pretty interested in chatting about things on topic. Uh, or if you just want to open it up to whoever wants to jump in, welcome to do that as well. And uh, carry on those conversations. That's what this show is really all about. Hopefully just kind of touch on some stuff, give you some ideas. Typically, we try not to follow the news of the day, uh, and that gives you something to chat about at the gun shop or at the uh, gun show or wherever it might be, and uh, keep conversations going. Uh, Gary, you got anything coming up? Uh, I'm going to be in uh, Tulsa this weekend at the Wanamaker's Tulsa Arms Show. Should be producing some content, so look for it. Right on. Have a good trip and uh, safe travels. Looking forward to seeing uh, everybody getting together. Thank you. Doug? I uh, have a book for sale on my website at musledogmafia.com. Uh, producing videos just about daily now if you want to check out the social media channels. And pretty soon we're going to be having a video coming up of uh, running and gunning with dogs. see the Travis bought one of your books, so prepare to get wealthy. Sell a lot of books. All right. Uh, Patriot, anything coming up? How many are you still sitting at 39? I actually I got my 40th today from Mr. Roll Call. And I wish, well, I guess I, I might catch something tomorrow. But uh, birthday's Saturday. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. And Veterans Day is Sunday. So I'm, hopefully I'm going to get out to the range. So, but yeah. So, I'm sorry? Right on. You guys are really proud to be in the second oldest branch. Hey, somebody's got to fix, you know. <laughs> right on. Yep. Well, that's cool that you guys are there. And uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, Marine Corps halls will be having fun. You guys do a birthday, right? So from what I understand, because I'm not a Marine, um, y'all put on your direct class A's and get together on your birthday and have a good old time, right? Big party, usually at a VFW hall or your own. Marine halls. Wherever we can find a spot. Yes. It's pretty neat. Our be one, it's worth going. You guys let other people go, so it's for Marines, but family and friends can show up, right? Depends on where it's at. I guess that's date. true. <laughs> but anybody can show up at mine. Mine's just going to be out on my deck if it's not snowing. Even if it is snowing. Cigars and whiskey. How many Eight years? 270 something? A two, no, it's 243. Now you got me on the spot. Um, I, I thought two, it was 70, so I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. It's under 43 or 4 or 5. Somewhere in there. I, I've missed a couple of years. Woods, what do you got going on? Anything good? Um, like I said, I'm going to start working on uh, better 2A arguments and trying to figure out like 
what the best you know, anti-2A arguments are, are and to try to model some of the better ways to um, have a discussion rather than a debate. That's kind of where I might, that's stuck in my craw now. I was going through the, um, I was posting the shows up on iTunes or something and found a bunch of the, or I found the chat that we had done with your PDF. Uh, I don't know if Smeggy was in that one or not, but for whatever reason, I don't have it public. So I'm thinking it must have been sloppy or something. So I'm thinking at some point when you got some time again, keep a, I'd love to do that. Um, you remember you were in your van and you were having a hard time because it was really hot and you went up to the mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was just bad. Thanks. And then John, John Z was nice enough to, because we were having technical problems and John Z was nice enough to uh, stream it for you. I don't know. Well, that would be a different one then, because maybe that's what, maybe mine's only half a one or something. But anyway, yeah, we should work on jumping into that again, because it's uh, whatever. You know, you went to work putting the thing together, and it's good info and having discussions and whatnot, understanding where people are coming from. Right on. So, uh, Snob, going to uh, Tulsa as well. Thanks yeah. for letting me send out the tablecloth. So that was, uh, I think Clover's wife made that for the show last time. So that way the Gun Channel's table has something to uh, set it off. People can find it. And uh, like Gary said, everybody's going to be showing up at Wanamaker. And we have a table at Gun and, uh, Wanamaker. Gun Channel's been working with them. And we get media passes and people walk around taking pictures and promoting the people at the booths and the stuff and the show in general. And hopefully just the culture. But uh, this will be your first time going that way. How long have you been going to this show, though? Forever, right? Oh, since I was a little kid going with my dad, and I don't think I've missed one in the last five years. So I'm pretty excited to go as media versus just going as an everyday Joe. So what's your strategy for that massive? You go to other gun shows. You understand how massive that show is, right? Oh, yeah. I don't even go to other gun shows anymore because of that one. It's kind of spoiled me. Well, that's the thing. I know people who literally only go to that show, and I could understand it, but you know, then you just don't understand. So I'm, I guess I was an asshole. So how do you tackle that show? Like, what's your? <laughs> well, you usually I just randomly walk, and I never see it all, to be honest, because there is no way unless you have a you know specific game plan to ever see it all. It's right amazing. Now, so after going for so long, and I've only been there, I don't know. Not that many times. So, but I have noticed that things are consistent. So, over the years, I'm assuming, you know, this ammo guy's here, that collector guy is there, this little group guys is over here. That's where they do this stuff. So, you kind of have an idea where stuff is. So, if you're wandering or if you're looking for something specific, you have an idea or does it change up? Oh, yeah. It's, it's been about the same the last three or four years. I haven't noticed hardly anything moving. They're almost always in the same spot. Okay, so then when you're wandering, and then because what'll happen to me if I'm literally just wandering? Remember back in the days when I had money and I would just go to a show and say I'm gonna spend two hundred bucks this weekend, and you know I'd be wandering around, I'd see a shovel and go, oh hot damn, I forgot to, I've never, I never finished that collection of something else. Like something will ring a bell, and I'll then I'll be like, oh okay, I need to walk to the other side of the show. Now I know exactly where I need to go. Do you get that kind of thing happening, or do you just? Uh, are you just wandering to wander or do you wandering to buy stuff? No, I'm usually wandering to waste money on something. Okay, so then does that happen? Like you're walking around and then boom? Or is it you literally just... Oh, yeah. Happen? I walk around and usually my ADD kicks in and I, you know, 
see something that reminds me of something else. I'm like, oh, I think this booth over here will have that and, you know, walk all the way downstairs and across the mile long building to find something else. I would imagine having it there every couple of, well, twice a year, all the time, and you're not that far away that you could, you'd have a different level of like dealing with missing stuff than some of us would, where we only get there a couple of times ever and two days to see this giant, giant, giant show. There's no way to really see it all in two days. You can, I've walked it all in a day, but that's not seeing anything really. So I guess I'm saying you can probably get a little bit better. You're not so worried about missing a big chunk of the show because you know you can eventually see it anytime you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the coolest thing that you've seen there ever? Is that possible? Uh, coolest thing. Usually, I'm I'm pretty. This last year, last uh, I think it was April. I don't think it was November. They had a lot of lever action guns, and I'm really into old guns like that. So that stuff was pretty cool. I was uh, taking pictures, and some guy downstairs in the middle. So middle, 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 like middle up and down, and middle left and right. Uh, somewhere right in the middle there, downstairs has like an end cap. So end of the middle aisle, he's you know all three tables going around a circle or going around the end cap and he had a display of lever actions that in were, the glass case no no out on the table but just in a really neat like kind of a fan pattern or whatever mm -hmm. and and i could tell they were chronological because it just could tell you know they went from older to nicer looking uh and you know the actions got more developed as they went along but as um and i'd like to when i'm taking pictures i'll usually hold off until they're not talking to somebody so that i can catch their eye or something and say is it a working with the show uh do you mind if i take a picture of your table or if i'm not sure that they're going to say yes i'll say hey i'm working with the show uh to t I'm, I'm working to promote the show and you have a really nice table do you mind if i take a picture and include it in our promotion and then that way they get a little compliment and i've had better luck that way so i was waiting to say that to the guy and and i use that as an opportunity to listen to the people because if they're assholes i'm not going to promote their table right i'm just not interested in that so I'm listening to the guy talk to his customer or whatever potential customer there, just some guy, you know, who's looking at his stuff. And that's when he started explaining, like, they're not just chronological. Like, that was literally every single gun in the evolution. He's like, except for, like, I'm missing one here and one here. But, like, you know, like, if whatever, if you had, like, a book and it went through every, like, alteration and every factory it was just neat because I thought it was just a bunch of guns for sale, but it was literally like him displaying his massive collection of these things. I guess they were for sale, but it was just neat to see such a complete list. And then those two guys were nerds on those guns. So they were, you know, really getting into it. And it was neat to, you know, just watch all that happen. So that's what gun shows are all about in some sort. Yeah. And you can definitely learn there from those, you know, there's a lot of collectors there. If you're interested in talking to them, you can learn a lot just, you know, and even just standing around listening to them talk. You know, yeah, it goes in one or out the other, but you know stuff that they're talking about, and you're like, oh, I never even knew that was a thing. Like, oh, I didn't realize that wood swelled like that, and that that's a way to tell. You know, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. so yeah, I'll be there this weekend. Maybe I can get Gizzard to do a live show with me while we're there. So, you know, check yeah, me out I on. Think we could probably do that. Yeah, check me yeah. out on all my different social media platforms. Right on. And we'll see if we can't do something a little bit more uh, productive or efficient this time around when you guys are at the show. 
Dano won't be there, I don't think. Are you going to the show, Dano? Okay, we can't hear you. So And welcome to the show. There you are. Are you going to Wanamaker? Uh no, I am not. So since Dano's not going, I'm not going. A couple other people who are familiar with the show are not going to be there. Perhaps we can do something like get some open chats going or something so that when you guys that are there don't have to try to initiate a show all the time. You have a place you can jump into and just like tell your people on Instagram, I'm jumping over to so-and-so show. And then that way you don't have to, I don't know, hopefully if that makes it easier for you, we can maybe do something like that. And then it'll also give people an opportunity to say, okay, at 3 p.m. Eastern, we're going to talk about the show instead of just some random time somebody pops up and some other random time somebody pops up. Yeah, I, ironically, I actually have my uh, CCL renewal class this Saturday. Oh, so Dad, I was like, you're on your own. He's not helping. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm saying, ironically, because that, that, I think, just runs till noon. And then it give me 45 minutes to get home. So about 1 o'clock, I, I can do something. Right on. Well, we'll like figure out with those guys, see what's going on. Maybe they can text us or something and give us an idea of what might work. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'll see what we can do over on the gunchannels.com community uh, focused on firearms uh, built by us for shooters, for people that shoot firearms and uh, people that are interested in either creating content or watching the kind of stuff that comes from the ground up instead of being dissipated by just a few media sources that have agendas and, and trickle that programming down onto people. Um, they're having a pretty lively discussion over there on the YouTube side. That's what it's all about. So uh, remember that that stuff gets recorded and then included with the video. So anybody who's watching this, episode 683, might be worth going over. Uh, that's the one nice thing YouTube gives us. Well, one of the nice things YouTube gives us. Uh, you could check a look at some of the discussion they're having about, you know, the validity of some of these organizations. So... Uh, and some of the strategies I guess people are using and the lack of strategies, right? But that's something that we're gonna have to uh, either master or you know, continue to effort at, but uh, nothing changes if you don't do nothing. So I appreciate all the people that jump in and are part of this effort at changing the way things are done. And uh, especially the people over on the gun channel side, lots of green dots over there. I'm gonna see if uh, anything's happening on the main page, see if anything's going live. Dano found a discount code at some place for 25% off. And nothing going live. Back in my day, used to be stuff would go live at night. But. Proper com. I, I got that. I, I forgot to put that up when I got back from my uh, track class outside of St. Louis. Um, it's a company I'm not familiar with, but uh, they do like what I'll call tactical pants, shirts, uh, gloves. Um, Proper, boot, yeah. Boots. They make uniform stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's not a uniform store. They don't do that part. But if it, you do like uh, conceal carry, if you're, let's say, an undercover Leo, or you've got to do maybe you're regularly in a uniform, but you sometimes have to go low profile, that sort of thing. That's the sort of clothing that, that, that they uh, go into. Anyway, it's a 25% off uh, coupon code if you use NOC25. So. And if you forget what I said, go to gunchannels.com, sign up, and read the front page. And I just added a link or a comment to your thing. We have a channel member called Gun Deals. I think 
D.B. Cooper started that whenever we first started Gun Channel so that we could put stuff in that channel so that it doesn't get lost on the front page. So that way people can go to the gun deals yep. and they want. And that'll be a good thing to do around, uh, what is this thing called? Yeah. So, so as we're getting close to the holidays time, people well, having pre-Black Friday sales. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking of Black Friday. But like Cyber Monday too, especially on yeah. the internet, right? Yeah, I just, I just say holidays to cover them all. I think we covered everybody. Daniel ain't doing nothing, so he jumped in here at the last minute just to get a paycheck. But now we're going to look over on my screen and look at gear websites. That's our store, and uh, got a whole bunch of new stuff to be posted on the store. Um, and some of the inventory is back up online uh, with accurate inventory numbers now. So uh, they're, I had taken the store down for the tour. Uh, and now everything that is in stock is up on the store, and there'll be new stuff hitting the, the, the inventories here in the next few days. Uh, so anybody that wants to purchase anything is more than welcome. Remember, there's no coupon codes needed or no um, no anything. You just Anytime you order $25 or more, uh, you're going to get a free patch, and now those free patches can't be purchased anywhere. So some of the patches that... We'll be talking about in future shows and on other uh, platforms and stuff. Uh, we'll never be able to be purchased, but if you buy something over at the store on specific times or during little projects and stuff, you'll have access to some of the cool stuff. And some of the new stuff will be up there, like I say, as soon as I, I'm just literally taking pictures of it now. So it'll be up in the next couple of days. Uh, Friday, um, is that tomorrow? No. Friday is uh, Free Patch Friday, and that'll be a. Uh, a pretty fun one this week since uh like i say lots and lots of new patch designs coming or that are already here and they all look pretty cool so um thanks to everybody who does support uh our projects uh, we're not putting the hat out and just doing a little dance and expecting you to pay for our dance uh, we're hopefully putting out worthwhile projects out there and uh you can choose to support us just with like patreon like for a thank you uh but we don't expect that we have uh real merchandise if you want to buy stuff like the cards or the patches or the decals and stuff we try to source things here in the united states whenever possible and uh again we appreciate the people that do that it uh, not only keeps us online uh, but it also helps get the word out and that's what it's all about sometimes our stuff at least is designed to um be gun-ish but not necessarily in your face so hopefully nothing you have to um take off or remove if you go into a school or into a place of business or someplace that might have an issue but at the same time uh gun people are going to know what it is and give you the nod and people that aren't uh might go what's that all about and that gives you an opportunity to have a discussion about guns so we have a couple of different things happening with the store and we do appreciate the people that uh participate that way all right if there's nothing else uh we'll end it you convinced the girl to have a lounge after DGS, by the way. Oh, there's one of them lizard lounges, a dinosaur lounge. Yeah, something like that. Right on. Is, is this a girl's only thing, or is this an everybody thing? She usually opens it up to the anybody who wants to chat. Well, when you said girls, I, I wasn't sure what he meant, because it was Oh, girl. the girl. The girl is what I meant. Oh, that girl. Also known as the TV one. show from the late 60s in color. Right. All right, we'll see you all tomorrow, midnight Eastern.
guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching Gun Websites. <laughs>